Hi, are you sick and tired of paying hundreds of dollars a month for cable or dish? GNR TV is your answer. These guys have an incredible 100% legal product that is a cord cutter's dream. For as low as $25 a month, you will get over 400 HD channels, including all major sports packages, pay-per-views, premium movies, and entertainment. To get started, all you need is a streaming device, such as an Amazon Fire Stick, internet, and a desire to save a ton of cash. No contracts, no credit checks, no hidden fees. I myself have been a subscriber, and I must say, this service is amazing. To learn more, search GNR TV on Facebook or Instagram, and I will also be posting a link on my pages to check out on my podcast website. Lastly, for first-time subscribers, use promo code SIRS30 to save $5 for your first month. GNR TV, streaming done right. Let's get slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy Horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember, I'll see you in your nightmares. Well, just Jason's mask. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of Horror with Sir Sturdy. I'm your host, Sir Sturdy, and I have my awesome guest with me, Joe Lohan. Joe, how's it going? Pretty good, bud. Pretty good. Thank you for having me. And I did forget to mention, this was just two seconds ago, writer, producer, director. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, all of the above. <laughs> yes, which is just, I'm just going to jump right into it. So what, before I ask you the horror questions, what got you into writing, producing, and directing? It's, it's been, oof. it was, uh, I, I focused a lot, uh, I wanted to be a veterinarian, let's start there, I wanted to be a veterinarian, that's what I wanted to go to school for. Um, this was already in middle school, in middle school I was already thinking what, what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, and I was doing short films with my siblings and cousins for fun, we were just doing little projects here and there, mm-hmm. and after that, I started getting a little too serious. You know, I was like, I really want this to be something I want to do all the time. And, you know, but obviously with family, they were just, you know, obviously the more important thing was what are you going to do for school? What are you going to do after you graduate and all that? So veterinarian was going to be it. But uh, my older sister actually one day snuck us out, me and my younger brother out of school. Uh, And she, you know, obviously told him we had this quote on, quote, uh, doctor's appointment. (laughs) Uh, and she got us to go watch um, the first Resident Evil. First Resident Evil was coming out. It was the premiere day, and we were like, "Let's go see it." Um, and that's when it all changed. Once I saw those roll credits, I was like, "This is what I'm doing. I'm gonna make films. I'm gonna write and direct my own films." And I've been doing it for almost 17 years now. But yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and that's how it started. <laughs> and before we started recording, you were telling me how you do. You have some horror. You have some. What was the other one? Sci-fi and how you like sci-fi. do the crossover with all of them, like how the stories all connect, which I thought was really interesting because usually one giant, like say if it's Marvel, it's Marvel connecting with Marvel or, you know, horror connecting with horror. It's not like a exactly. crossover of those, which I think is real cool. Do you want to? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it was something that started, uh, 
I first came up with the first uh, concept when I was attending, uh, when I was in college, um, back in my hometown of El Paso. Mm -hmm. um, we were out there, I was doing school, and I was obviously focused on filmmaking, but I created a character called Tricolypse. And this one character was just the main character. I had the story, and then all of a sudden the character started growing. And, and then I created this whole universe called the Ravage Rain universe. Um, and after that, all my short, uh, short films, I was just kind of expanding the universe, but never really connected anything. Mm -hmm. um, but when it came to the feature films, I started doing that. You know, it's like the killer from Rust is now, uh, during the timeline, total spoiler right now, I'm totally spoiling this for anyone who hasn't seen The Immortal Wars. Um, uh, if, if you watch certain news banners in The Immortal Wars, you'll see that there's a story also being told within the banner. So the killer from Rust is on trial. Um, and all the, the courts and the everything's happening um, at the same time the Immortal Wars is taking place. Um, that's how I connected those films. So I kind of crossed the genres. Uh, like you said, the Immortal Wars is very sci-fi action. It is uh, based off of my comic books. So I very more family-friendly stories, but then Rust and Atelophobia are not very family-friendly and not for everyone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I did. I crossed, I crossed the path. Uh, universes, uh, the universe. Um, they just cross paths in the same universe um, and yeah and it's still still expanding uh, more surprises are coming um, from a new project that will be airing later on this month um, let's see who can catch that when they view it <laughs> nice uh, nice yeah yeah so with with your movies like you're saying that how they connect is there a certain order to watch these movies or does it matter um no, uh, it doesn't matter, actually. Uh, the timeline is kind of just stuff is happening simultaneously at the same time. So, okay. Uh, yeah, not really. Yeah. The only thing that is off is if you read the comic books, the comic books do take place after all three of the Immortal Wars films. So if you read the books, you definitely will get spoilers of certain characters from the movie. Okay, yeah. okay. That, that I will say, yeah. <laughs> That's cool, though. Now, are, are the comics yours, too? Yeah, I wrote the comics, oh, um, I designed the characters, and um, I, I, do, I used to do a lot of drawing and sketching when I was in school, but I, I'm so busy <laughs> yeah. uh, with the filmmaking and, and doing all that that I, I ended up um, contracting my own artists um, that go off of my design, and I work very closely with them, um, and, and we, we work back and forth on how certain characters will be positioned a certain way, or what are the characters doing in these these um these strips or these shots like I, I work very close with the artist and that's how we end up um, getting the, the books out yeah so they so with that being said because you said you don't really draw as much because you know you don't have the time which I understand they get your vision like you tell them your vision they kind of get it pretty much how you want it for the most part oh yeah no I mean when I write when we get like we, we the process I do with my my artist is I write it's not, it's not traditional the way I norm, um, it's normally done but I write my the, each book as in, uh, a script of a film so it's like this character's doing this and this is the line they're saying and once I give that to them I have all of my original sketches from every single character that I, I give to them I was like this is exactly what they're wearing this is exactly their eye color everything their height everything that has to do with the character um, and at that at that point then we're like okay the first page you know in this in this um, situations, characters are running down the hallway. Why well, tell them? I want Triclips to be five feet in front of Iro. I, like I'm saying, very, I work very, very close with the artist, um, and they, they get exactly um, what it is that I'm trying to tell within the story. 
Um, and that's the way I do it with all the books, yeah. See, that's, that's real cool, because I know... I mean, I'm no artist by any means, but I just feel like... With me, per, with me for example, I feel... If someone's telling me their vision... Well, I, again, I can't draw for nothing. So I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't really be able to put that vision out there for them, how they'd want it. But it's cool how you, you say they use your old sketches and then just how you write it out as like a movie script for the book, which I think is... That's, that is different, but I think it's cool. It's real unique. It's just something fresh yeah. out there. Yeah, you know, and I think it's the best way to describe the story. For me, it's easier that way. I, I learned that, so... Um, the way I, I transition how I write my scripts onto film, um, it's, I kind of use the same process when it comes to my books. I was just about to so, ask you that. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally just about to ask you that. Is there a certain yeah. genre you like to do more than others, or do you like just jumping, like kind of jumping around with different genres? Um, honestly, I was I, I'm obsessed with the horror genre. Uh, I, I, since I was a kid, horror was always the one thing that just intrigued me. Um, and I think it was also because when I was younger, my parents never really let us watch horror films, me and my siblings. Mm -hmm. So when my grand, my grandmother would babysit, um, her and my older sister would be like, okay, you guys, we're going to watch a scary movie. It was kind of like the rush kind of like, Oh, we're doing something bad mm -hmm. that I think probably triggered that whole excitement of horror, you know, uh, um, and the, the first films that I watched was like Scream and I know which De La Summer. Those were what we were watching at that time. So uh, I, I grew to love that genre, uh, the situations, the universe, uh, the you know stuff that, that was happening on film. Obviously, in real life, it's horrible situations. And oh, I can't yeah. Even, when it comes to real stuff, I can't take that. Like my stomach can't take it. My mind is totally messed up. But the fake stuff, I'm really intrigued by that. So I worked on that. I mean, I was working. I've done over a hundred short films uh, no exaggeration literally um and all majority i want to say 98 percent of that are all horror stories and ghost stories and stuff like that so i would say horror is my favorite um but after i finished the rust films and the telephobia uh my team and and um producers and my manager they really pushed um me to try something different uh, <laughs> something that was more for a broad audience for everyone else um you know what, well, I did create this character, her name's Trichalypse, and there's this universe, and I kind of threw it at them, and then I was pushed into, not pushed, I was encouraged, I should say, encouraged to um, dive into the sci-fi action genre, and I fell in love with it. <laughs> that's that's cool, though. And I mean, again, yeah. I feel it's one of those things where you can kind of mix them more, you can mix them all. Oh, God, there's something rubbing up the damn engine outside, like, kind of damn science. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> I don't think they know I'm recording, but that's unnecessary either way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, like how, yeah, again, how you like mix them all together. I feel horror can really go with any type of genre anyway, so it's not thrown off too much. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, I think sci-fi falls into a little bit of a horror genre. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, what I did with The Immortal Wars was, yes, I kept it very uh, kid-friendly. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did throw in some of my horror elements in certain scenes and in certain um, parts of the story. So you do get a taste of that um, a lot. So I want to say more so in The Immortal Wars 2 is you'll get a lot more of the elements of horror. Okay. Now, with, with those elements, is it like Easter eggs or is it like you'll see no, it? 
Oh, yeah, they're full-blown like, okay. horror thriller suspense Yeah. All right, yeah. good. I was going to say, because I, I don't mind Easter eggs, but it's like, oh, damn it, I missed that, and i got to go back, <laughs> watch this movie like 14 there, there times. There are Easter eggs. There definitely are Easter eggs in Mortal Wars 1 and 2, um, but, yeah. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> now, have you ever acted in any of your own stuff? Um, actually, um, I did... I did take on a role in the Immortal Wars 2. Okay. Um, yeah, they, the producers and some of the team really liked how I was working with the cast. Um, on the first one, that they were like, you should, you should you should try making an appearance in the second one. You know, you're good, and you should really consider that. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't like to see myself on camera. <laughs> um, but I, I gave in, and yeah, I took on the role of Lash. Um, it's... He's a deviant. He's a fighter. Um, he has okay. special powers. His power is a an electric whip. So, oh, interesting. Like whiplash, but lash. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you um, do you like acting as much as producing in everything, or? I am like I'm, I like it. I do like it. Yeah. I I, I can say that I'm, it's growing on me. It is growing on me. The, the character does return for the Immortal Wars three. Um. So, yeah. No, I do like it. Certain. Yeah. <laughs> That's. Yeah, I do like it. <laughs> that's good. That's good, though. I mean, I've talked to other people, and some say that they just some just like to act, which is fine. Some just like to direct and produce and write, which is all fine. And some some kind of like like you you like to do all everything yeah, across think, the board. I, I guess think it's it's important to know all the departments uh, when you're involved with the. I think in any line of business, actually, I, I could say that. Yeah. It's best to know all the all all of the departments and how they work and. How do they work off of each other and complement each other? I think it's very important that to help the to get to the finished product for sure. I agree with you on that. Again, I don't know anything about you know the whole directing and writing thing, but I do agree with you on that as far as just learning from bottom to top, so you know how everything's run. And I feel, I feel if you know more in those fields, I'll just say with your field, you'll have more respect and appreciation for everybody you're working with because it's like this person has to do this, this person has to do this. So you know what comes with that. It's not just, it doesn't look, it's not as easy as it looks, I guess. Like for me, I see a finished product. I'm like, this movie was awesome. Or the acting was yeah. bad. And you think to yourself, like, you know, me and my friends could have done this acting, but you, knowing damn well we can't. <laughs> but it's just, you know, I don't, I've, I've never got to sit, I guess I never got to sit on set to kind of, I do respect it, don't get me wrong, but to kind of just see what really goes on there. Yeah. And you know, that's one thing that's, um, I've, I always think as well. You know, I have friends and and um, family members are like, well, this movie wasn't good and this movie sucked or whatever. But me as an artist and knows, I, I know what it takes to finish a simple project. Mm -hmm. I, I respect anything that's created. I, I respect that. the fact that you finished the film and the film was completed. That alone is an accomplishment that not many people can get, you know? Very true. So I kind of learned that you have to appreciate anything that's created um if the acting was bad or something was not right there's a reason behind it necessarily like maybe the actor was not cooperating with the director or maybe the actor was related to the producer and that's why the actor had the role or something yeah. you know what i mean yeah like, you yeah just don't know you don't know why certain things were done or or why certain things came out the way they did but at the end the product was finished it's out there for the world to see and there's a lot of other projects out there that just don't get done or don't get finished I very very true very true yeah 
so I've grown to respect it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. What do you feel about um, like the fa the fan films as far as like just to throw one out like Friday the Thirteenth type of deal? Would you ever do something like that? Um. Yeah. No, I have actually. Um. Uh, like I mentioned, I was set with you know, with Resident Evil. I was obsessed, and I still am. I mean, that movie. If I'm in a bad mood or if I'm in not having a great day, I could pop up in one of the Resident Evil movies, and it gets me back on board. On That's it. good. <laughs> um, I actually did a, a, a fan series called Chambers, and it was uh, it, it focused on a character called Rebecca Chambers from Resident Evil. Oh. Um, and I, I followed the events from the mansion to. I added my own little spin on it of what the characters gone through, and I, I, in that in that story, I kind of connected it with the movies too. So she's like always a few steps behind Alice from the character, the main character of Resident Evil. So I kind of hmm. I did a fan series, but kind of did something original as well with it. Um, that's cool. Where now? Yeah, where I think that's go for it. Sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry. Where would we be? Wow. Where would we be able to find that? I have because um, my brother is a huge, huge like the he loves the games, but I'm sure I know no, he would check um, this out. Yeah, no, and, and it's a cool thing with this project. Um, sorry to answer your question. Um, it's streaming on our website, uh, carcass-studios.com. So okay. it's streaming for free on our website. Um, and yeah, no, I think that's one thing that I wanted to do with the series too. With that series, was I wanted to mimic the video game, so it has a lot of that like first player perspective with the camera work and uh characters from the the, the games um for those who know resident evil mm -hmm. the liquor the liquor actually we did create that character for the series so the liquor does pop out um numerous times in the show um and i connected other characters from all the other games like resident evil we have shiva uh, resident evil 5 shiva um, one of the characters from that game mm -hmm. also makes an appearance in the series um so yeah, I think people will enjoy that. It was a fun little project. Um, keep in mind, it was a very no-budget project. It was just me and friends creating, um, and we were very proud of the of the finished product. And it came out pretty pretty fun. It was pretty fun to create something like that. Now, um, is is that something yeah. you would do again? Like, say, if you had like a with an Indiegogo backing, maybe, or um, would you rather focus on your own stories? I mean, I, I do. That'd be fun, definitely. Um, but I think right now we're kind of just focused on the original content or um, a lot of studio work is what my team's pushing me towards. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, no, I mean, if, 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 I, if there was the time for that, definitely, um, I would probably consider that again. Um, I would love to do a, a series on Resident Evil. You know, I would love to direct and, and write an actual series um, for a platform. Um, yeah. And kind of bring... bring Bring a, a live action version of Resident Evil, but that took place in the in the mansion. That's something I've always wished I could have done. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely would if if time would permit it for sure. Yeah. Hey, maybe one day, man. That that would be really interesting. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, one day, one day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, take it one day at a time with those things. Definitely, yeah. So I, I'm guessing Resident Evil is your favorite horror movie and video game. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> video game. It's it's up there for sure. The movies for sure are my favorite movies of all time. I mean, oh. I love the whole franchise. The whole series was my everything. Um, same for the game. Um, but right now, I'm 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 definitely obsessed with Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it is like amazing, amazing game. I'm obsessed with that game, but. Yeah, no, Resident Evil is definitely um, my go-to film 
for anything. And then after that comes like Scream, and I know it's the last summer. Wrong turn, yeah. <laughs> oh, wrong turn, yeah. Wrong turn <laughs> is a very fun freaking series. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. As much as people hate it, I'm just like, I want more. I'm the same way. They're actually yeah. supposed to be. Re- they're actually. I don't know if they're doing a sequel or they're doing a remake. I know. Of I that. heard that. I, I was a little bummed when I heard. That. I was like, "Don't reboot it. Continue it. I want a sequel. <laughs> I want to see more. Don't redo it." You know, it's like we've grown to, to these characters and the killers, and I'm like, "Don't, don't reboot it. Let's let's get a sequel going." <laughs> I, I'm good with either. I want to see what they do with that. That'll be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was, I was uh, with the first one. I'm like, they have to do a sequel. We have to see what happens to Eliza Dushku and the other character. We have to see. Like, I want to know what happened, you know. But we didn't get that. We didn't get that. <laughs> yeah, every freaking every. I feel like every movie of those, the story was a little bit different, and it just, it yeah. was cool. Like the the kills were so cool. That's one thing that always had me yeah. hooked. I'm like, they're real brutal kills. That was, exactly. That was the one thing that I think the viewers were always looking forward to it. like how are they going to make a kill just as crazy and messed up this time <laughs> and they kept doing they were real successful yeah. with that <laughs> yeah yeah no I love that series oh what was I going to ask you next I had something and it just slipped <laughs> I hate that do you have any questions for me while I'm thinking um no I mean I, I, I let, let me ask you what is your favorite horror film okay I don't, this is tough for me, right? Because, like, I have a favorite horror icon, like, my favorite horror icon slash franchise is Friday the 13th and Jason Voorhees. But okay. as far as, like, a favorite okay. horror movie, I don't really have one. It's just kind of, like, I'm, like, one the of the... same way. I have to choose, like, a top five. <laughs> t- that's tough. Yeah, yeah I, that's... <laughs> it's, it's tough because it's, like, I'll put it to you like this, like, um... Jaws, for example, we did a review on that, I think, last year, and we gave that, I think I gave it a 9 or a 10, I don't remember, but it was, like, a high rating, and then, like, Friday the 13th, I think we, for certain movies, we either gave a 7 or 8 for the ones that we did review, but even though Jaws, I feel, is a better movie overall than the Friday the 13th franchise, I'll watch Friday the 13th all day over Jaws a million times a day, back to back to back. So it's it's kind of weird how it goes, you know? Like, it's kind of weird how it goes. Like, you know this is a better movie, a better put-together movie, better story, but this is just way more entertaining to watch. Yeah, no, I agree. I do agree. I'm the same way with my films. I, I, I can't... I don't know. I, I, I will say my favorite horror icon, um, yours is Jason. I'll probably say mine is Michael Myers. That okay. guy scares me. He's... <laughs> you know, to me, he's like... The more realistic, I feel, yeah. out of all of them out there, he's the more realistic character that I'm like, that can actually happen. Like, yes, this guy can actually go out there and just kill innocent people. You know, I obviously Jason can too, but I'm like, how many times has Jason been killed already? Michael Myers still hasn't been killed and he's still out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's no, I get it. makes it scary for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get. No, I get what you mean. But, I mean, if yeah. you, you want to go that route, as far as fear, Leatherface is a scary bastard, too, with that chainsaw. That, too. <laughs> he is messed up, for sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they yeah, kill you and eat little, you. Uh, yeah. No, that, he, that character, too, that's probably up there with Michael Myers, too. Yeah. That was also another reason why uh, my films Rust uh, were inspired by um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, franchise. Uh, the, the film does, Rust takes place in Texas. You know, it is about a 
cannibalistic killer, um, but he ends up uh, hunting and killing some um, teenagers who who walk or enter a abandoned horror attraction in Texas. I'm um, I'm telling you right yeah. now, man. I'm definitely gonna be watching those movies. I'm gonna let <laughs> some of my friends know. I'm like, listen, we're doing a podcast on this on these movies because. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I hope you guys enjoy. Keep in mind, I will say this right now, Rust. Um, if you if you do watch Rust, Rust was shot entirely in one day in six hours. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> that's all we thought we had the that's all we thought we had the location for. So my cast and crew were on point on everything, and we were moving along. Lots of one take wonders for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, see, um, yeah. I, I, I'm appreciative of stuff like that, and I respect stuff like that, especially when it comes to, like independent movies. I'll say I'm just saying horror because you know it's a horror thing. But yeah. because I've I've watched so many, and then I've had so many people on here, so I get it. Excuse me. So I understand, and then I mean I ha- I'm an independent podcast. Like I'm not on a network. I don't have any any budget coming in. I would love it, but you know, so I, I get it, and it's just you don't. Ha- I understand people don't have that huge Hollywood. Everybody doesn't have that huge Hollywood budget, which yeah, I feel in a way is it's good and bad. I'll say I'll say the bad first. Obviously, it's bad because you can't just have that unlimited budget to do whatever you want. But I feel like it's good because people like you, you have to be more creative to get people's attention, which I feel like that utilize what you have for sure. Exactly, and I feel like that right there, overall, puts out a better. I'm trying to think. You know, like a better a better product. The quality might not be the same as far as like the visuals because of the extra budget they have, but as far as the story and everything else and the ideas, I feel like you guys do a way better job. And the visual, I mean, and, and I, I feel like the, your guys' visual audio and everything is great, but again, I just understand, like, you know, with the budget, I just understand the whole budget thing, but you, the story, everything is damn near perfect, and it's just yeah, like... You, you definitely have to, learn. you have to learn to do that. You have to learn to... If your budget, and this is the way I do with all my films, if your budget is $2,000 or if your budget is $300,000, you treat it like it's a million dollars. You have to. Yeah. You have to treat it that way from beginning to end. Uh, one thing that uh, a lot of people don't know about me is I'm involved with the film from the beginning to the end. And when I mean I'm involved, I'm literally involved. I write it. I direct it. I design all the costumes myself. I have me and my dad build sets together. Um, we, I do all the editing, all the VFX myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the artwork, all the posters, I do all that myself as well. Um, yeah, I'm involved with everything, everything. Um, even the camera work. Um, as far as camera work goes, I did have a, a, a director of photography for the Immortal Wars and the Immortal Wars 2. Um, Solely because there was budget for that. So we definitely were going to do that for sure. But all my other projects, the short films, all that, I'm my own director of photography. I, I take on a lot of uh, departments uh, and I kind of work on all that we can get to finish the products. Which adds off to you, man, because I know that's some tough. <laughs> I know it's a lot of work. but I... It is. It's a lot, of, a lot of moments where you're like, why in the world did I ever think of doing this? <laughs> But when it, but the finished product is worth it. I was just gonna say the finished product. You're like, this was awesome. Not only was this awesome, but I did this. Like I didn't. Yeah. Reach. It's it more personal for sure. Yeah, yeah. You put more, you put more passion and care into it because it's like it's your baby. You want to see this thing grow and succeed in the world, so to speak. So it's like I'm gonna really try my hardest with this 
this project and you know so on and so forth down the road and you learn i think you learn more from it like okay okay maybe i messed up doing this and this first yeah. one this next one i won't make that mistake again but you might make another mistake and each time you learn you keep growing until the point where you're just like boom i got this down yeah no you definitely have to do that and that's when that's another thing that i do um that i that i should say i did with the immortal wars so the immortal wars um for a lot of people don't uh for those who don't know i should say um, the Immortal Wars is, is basically like a Mortal Kombat meets Hunger Games type of film. Ooh. Uh, it's a very, very, you know, very combat versus type of scenario. Um, and that's what the first one focused a lot. You know, all the fighters were like on different battlegrounds, which we call them battlegrounds. Um, they were on different battlegrounds. Um, one's fighting in the desert. The other one's fighting in like a post-apocalyptic town. And yeah, so it was a lot of different sets. Um, but one thing that the viewers and the, the, the fans of the movies really enjoyed was that whole versus versus it was like you're watching a video game so it was like triclips versus iro i mean decay or something like that to mm-hmm. where when i moved to the second one i shifted i i i strayed away from that element and i went more for like that mad max resident evil survival horror type of story nice. um, that still followed up from the first one but doing conventions and doing and meeting a lot of the viewers and the fans from the movies what's one element that they said that they wish they had seen more of in the immortal wars 2 was that versus combat scenario so now i've taken the feedback and i've the i've considered all that i've heard back and i've gone back and i've rewritten certain parts of the third immortal wars and now i'm going to give that back to them that's awesome important to be if they want that you definitely have to you know to the to the extent that we we can do that and we have the ability to do that go back and add that element back into the story um and give what the fans like I feel like so. that's what you just said. There's like yeah. a real, real important gem that can go out to like anybody that's into your field. It's just give to for what you can give. Give the fans what they want. I mean, according to you know, if you can give them what they want to an extent, because exactly. that's going to keep yeah. them. I mean, there's certain times where you probably can't. You probably can't again. Maybe budget or maybe uh, anything. So there's certain reasons why you can't do certain things, but. If you have the ability and the opportunity to do that, why not do it? If you people fell in love with what you created the first time, you changed it. They still loved it, but they really liked what you did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Why not give them back what? Give them back the elements that intrigued them in the first place to fall in love with your project. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's something that I've always thought of, and um, yeah, and that's that's with the Mortal Wars three. It's the final one. It is the final one, um, and I definitely definitely we're doing some stuff that the fans are not going to expect um but we are going to give back to them what they loved from the first one see and with you saying that too it's another thing i think you guys have a leg up on with hollywood because hollywood they're really just after the dollars they really do not care what us fans (laughs) want we'll tell them what they want what we want and they're just like "Eh, well we're gonna do this we're gonna do it this way we're gonna do it this way (laughs) We're gonna make the we're yeah. gonna make this this same movie forty seven times the same exact way, just different. That, you know, just lot, just yeah. in a different year. <laughs> and you like you're just saying like I give the fans what they want. It, you know, any way that you can, you give them what they want if it makes sense and if it, they loved it, why not bring it back? And you know, yeah, yeah that's it, awesome. It's important. It's important to to it's important to remember that the fans and the viewers are are a big part of our any artist's success very you true. have to always remember that and that's why 
it's important for us to do it yeah do it that way um yeah you can do your own separate stories then i know um there is already a prequel um in post-production right now to the immortal wars Mm. um it's the well started off as a prequel um but once again hearing back that they wanted more background on these characters and some of the fans really liked this character of, of Tricolypse in the main that like we want to know what she's gone through mm-hmm. what led her up to the Immortal Wars so I ended up you know we did a more reshoots and we um, we shot new scenes this past year um, and now it's turned into more of a prequel slash sequel to the Immortal Wars so it's kind of giving them more of what's to come that's going to lead up to the final Immortal Wars so yeah you know, I like that. we're working a lot with that and um it was originally going to be a, a, a feature film, um, but oh, well, I'm like totally saying something like exclusively I've never said to the public <laughs> ever. Um, <laughs> it's, we, it wasn't supposed to be a feature film, but we've, after reviewing footage and going over the post-production stuff, um, we've decided that it's going to end up being a series, and we're going to release it as a, um, a series, uh, I, I believe an eight-episode series. Right now, we're shopping around on platforms and networks to go for who we're mm-hmm. going to give it to. Um, but it will be, I guess, the 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 web series spinoff to the Immortal Wars, leading up to the final film, oh. of the Immortal Wars three. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I, the series thing is a good idea because I feel like some sometimes, depending on how long each episode is, you said you're doing eight episodes, you can kind of do a little bit more with those. Say if they're an hour episode that's eight hours of material versus an hour and a half movie you exactly. can kind of tell yeah. you can you can tell the story more like really dig deep into the story if you wanted yeah no and it goes back again to the fans and the viewers you know like i've watched i watched the i we called it immortal origins olive because the triclips's real name is olive Summerlin. so we called it her name basically mm-hmm. um and i watched it and i i i i realized that we released this as a feature film, the fans will be disappointed in the sense of the Immortal Wars 1 and 2 are very action-packed. They're very heavy on the VFX and uh, fight sequences and, you know, just so much of the nonstop action sequences that we had in the first two that this this prequel is very character-heavy, very dialogue-heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not so much of a sci-fi action type of film. Um, lots of drama in it, so I'm like, people are going to be expecting the Immortal Wars when they see this. We can't, we can't market it as a movie. It has to be a series. Oh. Now, I did not want to disappoint those that have fallen in love with the first two films. You know, obviously the third one's going to be just as big, if not bigger, as far as the action and the VFX and all that. But this one, I was like, you know what? No, let's make it into a series. Let's let's show more of the characters um, than a full sci-fi action movie i respect that yeah. that's i really like that a lot because i'm i'm the type i mean i love movies i love series but i'm like there's times where i'm thinking like if this movie some movies you watch them like if this movie was like a, a series netflix series or whatever it could be so much better because character development's an important thing in certain in certain movies sometimes it, like a jason movie it doesn't really matter too much he's gonna kill them anyway <laughs> but <laughs> they won't last <laughs> yeah but certain movies where you want to like, you know, you want to bring out multiple characters and tell their stories. Again, if you only have an hour and a half, two hour movie, it's kind of tough to do that to really get to know a character to really 
either love or hate a character, which I always love about movies. I'm like, I can't stand this fool, or I, this, I want this person to survive. And yeah, no, you have to over a series. Yeah. yeah, like over a series, you get again. Say if you do it eight episodes, eight hours, you know, an hour a piece. That's eight hours of developing and telling a good story, and then you know, maybe leading off into a movie. And I just. I just think it's awesome what you guys are doing. I think it's real cool. Thank you, thank you. I, like I said, I very, I'm a fan myself of so many things out there that I find myself feeling that way too on certain things. Where I'm like, I don't want the fans of the Immortal Wars to think that. I don't want them to lose interest. You know, obviously mm-hmm. you're not going to please everyone. There's no way you can please everyone. Um, but you definitely want to filter out as much as you can so that you can make every, um, not make everyone, but have everyone enjoy it more and better you know now you said you've been to a few cons do you go to like horror conventions or more comic cons or like a mix of both honestly a mixture of everything i've been on a press tour since the release of the second immortal war so um this press tour consists of screenings um book signings and conventions so yeah i've been doing um i think the last convention they had me do was days of the dead in las vegas so i did that one okay um yeah, I'll be doing Shockfest in November. Um, yeah, no, I do a lot of conventions. I do Soldier Con, which is a it's like a Comic Con, but on military basis for the military. That's um, awesome. For those who serve the country, you know. So I do a lot of stuff like that, and 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 um, like I said, my team and my my PR definitely um, work very hard, and they're amazing at throwing me out there and sharing my work, you know. To you know, obviously though, appropriate appropriate events, you know. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah, you yeah, know, so I do a lot of events like that constantly. There's probably like every month there's like two that I'm doing. That's, <laughs> yeah. It's good though. It gets you out there. And me, like, as a con goer, slash, well, I do, I did do my first con last year as far as bringing my podcast. Well, I just started my podcast last year, but I brought it out there in October and I okay. just had a great time. Like, I, they, the con I go to, it's called Scaracon. Okay. And, um, They'll, what they'll do, like, say if you have a podcast or whatever, they'll let you get a media pass. They'll give you, they'll set you up with a table, two passes, two chairs. That's all free, which is, I think is awesome. Oh, that is, that's awesome. Hell yeah, I've never heard of that. That's cool. And, uh, like, I mean, I had to pay for two, I had to buy two more chairs, pay for two more chairs, like, get another media pass, which is fine, and I had to pay for power. But I had that section, you know what I mean? I had, like... That, yeah, still though that makes yeah. a big difference though. Oh, it's a oh, huge yeah. it's a huge difference because you pretty you get that space for free pretty much. I mean, you pay a few dollars for the power and the extra chairs, but you get that pay, and you get to promote yourself for free. And around tons of like everybody there's a horror fan, so you're around tons of fans, which I was just like this is awesome. It's cool sitting on this side of the table. Yeah. And no, but, they, those events are so much fun. They I, really I are. I love conventions, yeah. They really are. And I I love like my brother and I when we would go to these cons together. He moved out to Colorado now, but he's flying out for this one next month, Scaracon next month, actually. But when we go to these cons, one thing we always, always try to do when we have the extra money is go to one of those independent horror people who have a movie there, get that movie, and then just watch it. Just check it out. But And we try to get them to sign We'll have them sign it, too. And Some of them seem so that surprised. Is, and they're like, no, really? that is awesome, man. I, I have to I respect you for that. Like that we We need more of that, honestly people who show support to the indie guys for sure like it's it's so hard as it is to get support mm-hmm. you know 
and it's like with guys like you uh, doing the stuff that you guys do it's so I don't know like, like you just said they're surprised I, I know there's been a few times like that with me and I'm like people are like can I get a picture with you or can I do this I'm like wow like okay yeah like they're not doing it just because like they know you created this art so exactly support. it means a lot it, 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 it's a very very important thing that we need more of for sure in the industry and that that might right there what you said is like again when they sound surprised like are you sure i'm like yeah you you made this right you're, you're in this you made this art you made this project i would love to have your autograph and i just i respect it i enjoy i enjoy i love the genre horror is my favorite genre hands down by far <laughs> so it's just like why you know why why wouldn't i want your autograph why wouldn't i want a picture with you and just Whatever, and another thing I will try to do, especially when I get people on here, is I try to help promote any way I can, as far as on the podcast, sharing their, you know, sharing whatever. If I can, if I can afford to back something, I'll back it, and I'll, you know, I'll let you guys come on here, promote the hell out of your stuff. I promote it, and then I'll share it on my horror pages and all that stuff, and just tell people about it, and hopefully people see it and enjoy it like I did or like I will. And it's, it's one of those things where it's just. I don't understand why more people don't do it, especially when, especially when it comes to social media, when you'll see 10,000 fight videos <laughs> or, or you'll see the, the, my favorite is, um, I'll say with the Popeye's chicken sandwiches from a couple weeks ago, how that blew up <laughs> over social media. Right. And then you see these posts. If you guys supported your friends' businesses, like you supported Popeye's blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, you're sharing that post, but you're not sharing your friend's business at all. Share your friend's business. Stop sharing the stupid <laughs> Stop sharing the stupid exactly. post. Share that business. Share that, you know, share that video that somebody made of their short horror film or whatever it is. Share that Indiegogo project. Even if you can't back it, you're still sharing it so other people can see it and someone can back it. It's so true, man. It is. It's so true. It's people focus on so many, like, I don't know, just unnecessary stuff honestly they do <laughs> it's just it's so like come on you guys <laughs> yeah i mean even a simple post of someone posting what they ate for dinner gets yeah. thousands of likes you know yeah it, it's insane it really is insane <laughs> there's there's um and i'll just say shout out to vincent usher and his wife they make like uh they're trying to start i think they want to open up a little restaurant but right now they oh, cook wow. they do like home cooked food home cooked meals from you know, from their home, amazing, amazing food. And uh, me and my wife had, what do we have, like a week or two ago. But I told them, I was like, look, man, I was like, send me a picture of your menu. When I do my next YouTube video, I'm going to put the picture of the menu in there. I'm going to shout you out. And I did that for like my last, I think my last two videos. And today he was, I showed, showed him the video. He said, yo, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. And just, it's just because one, you know, one hand washes the other. And the same day that he dropped the food, the same day we ordered the food from them, I gave him a big stack of business cards. I was like, hey, man. I was like, can you hand it? He said, of course, no problem. So he's, he told me today, he's like, with every meal that people order from me, I drop a business card of yours in the bag. And it's just simple stuff like that. People just... It makes a difference, definitely. It does. It definitely makes a difference. And I feel like a lot of people look for a financial gain all the time when it comes to trying to help oh, people. Yeah. And I'm looking at it more like it's... If the money comes, it comes. That's not what I'm looking for as far as this podcast goes. I mean, don't get me wrong if... I got much, a bunch of money from it. I'm not going to say no. That would be stupid. Of course, yeah. <laughs> like, no, this is just a hobby. I don't want that. No, but, like, I'm the type of person, if, especially with, like, again, with my table last year, a couple of people that I work with on the podcast, a couple of friends that, are, you know, live in different states that are into horror. They either have, like, a horror store 
or a horror podcast or whatever, any type of podcast, I'm like, yo, send me your business cards and at my table, I'll spread it out. And they're like, are you sure? You'll do that for free? I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm like, the only thing I ask is if I can send you some cards, and you'll do the same for me, Doug. Exactly. <clears throat> and I actually... Cross-promote, for sure. Yeah. Exactly. I... I got this. I, I got that idea from somebody I seen on Facebook. But they but what they were doing was they were going to cons. I don't think they had a table. I think they were going to like a fan or whatever. I'm not 100 percent sure. But they were going to cons and they were charged like five dollars per day. So it's like 15 bucks. I hand them out for all three days. But I'm just like just send it to me. Oh, I'll set it up okay. at my table, free. And the only thing I ask is you know I'll send you some cards. Just hand them out there because you get you get more exposure. You get more out of it and. Not everything's about money at the end of the day. You can't really look at that financial gain to be your goal as far as helping others because cross-promotion is the best thing, and it's easy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's cross-promotion is how I want to say a lot of these social influencers out there, social media influencers, have, have become who they are and why they're so famous. You know, one famous person probably shared a post from them there you go, cross-promoting them, exactly. and now they're famous. You definitely, it's very important, but I don't think a lot of people understand that. I don't think a lot of people actually understand that anything that comes to social media or or marketing or PR is very important. Mm-hmm. Social media runs the world practically. Definitely. You know, in the entertainment. It does. I mean, you're looking at movies now that they're casting social media influencers, not because they're great performers, but because they have millions of followers. They know they're going to make a sale. That's very, very true. You know, it's it's the way the industry is now, and you have to be on top of that, and you have to be ready to figure out how to get to that. You know. Mhm. And it's yeah. it's smart. Like I I do like how like there's some people who I watch on like Vine and YouTube videos. I like how I see them in the actual movies now, just because of what they do from their little, say, ten minute videos or whatever it is, the time and effort they put into that. And then they get to be on the big screen. They might not be producing or directing, but they get to act in it. And I'm like, that's that's real cool. And it's all from people just watching their videos and sharing and yep. <laughs> free promotion. <Yeah. laughs> free promotion, exactly. That's what it is, yeah. But then it all comes back to, you know, some of your own friends are like, uh, you know, I'll share this video, but I'm not going to share it. I'm like, it takes you two seconds to hit share. Come on. Exactly. I'm not oh, asking. Yeah. I'm not a- asking for anything. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big, big issue for sure. I, I run into that a lot myself. Yeah. <laughs> but it's I don't know man. I I enjoy it too though like with the whole promotion thing not not just because not even because of the feedback that I get from people and it it what it does is what people I don't think people really think about it when you when you're promoting somebody else like say for example when I start promoting your stuff with this your fans are going to see these shares and they're going to come back to the, say this episode like hey he was on this pod let me check this out okay let me go back and check out some other episodes and then as far as yeah. people that listen to my podcast they're going to hear this episode and they go oh let me check out his movies let me check out some of the other stuff he does and go you know it'll go from there and just yeah. it, it all helps even, you. even if it's even if it's one follower or one person that becomes a fan exactly that's one more than you had the day before exactly for sure oh yeah i agree and I'm I'm even at the point now where I'm like, you can listen to my podcast, you can love it or hate it. You can love it, share it, talk good about it. You can love it or you can hate it, share it even and talk bad about it. Either way, it's still some. I mean, I don't want it to be hated, you're but still, still either way, it's, it. it's either still, way, it's still getting out there. Either way, you're keeping it going by saying, oh yeah, this horror source thirty pod source thirty podcast is terrible. Check it out, and someone's gonna listen to it. Like, oh, you're crazy. This is great. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Good or bad is. Good or bad publicity is still publicity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as it's not me doing something stupid, I'm cool. 
Exactly. I'm cool with it. As long as it's not something that's going to harm me or anyone I love, then I work good. Yeah, that's perfectly <laughs> fine. Say what you want. <laughs> yeah. If, if you could, this is back to the remake thing. Bes- okay, besides Resident Evil, if you could m- remake another horror movie, which one would it be and why? Ooh, that is a good question. And I already know exactly what movie because I've been working on trying to get the rights for it <laughs> the past two, three years. <laughs> oh. Um, so there's a movie that was from the 70s called Beyond the Door. Okay. Um, it's a, a movie about uh, possessions and, and um, very um, about a woman being possessed and, and, and trying to find the, the birth of the Antichrist and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Elements like that. Um, well, it was a movie, and the reason I want to remake this movie was this was the movie that terrified my my father when he was a kid. Oh, nice. And it was it was a film that he said this movie terrified me. So when he had first mentioned this back, I mean, back in 2007, 2006 is when he was already talking about it. He was telling me, like, I, I can't I can't find it. And we couldn't find it anywhere at that time. We couldn't find a DVD copy. We couldn't find the VHS copy. Nowhere. We couldn't find it. But he knew. He's like, it's called Beyond the Door. We, we mm-hmm. have to keep on looking for it. Um, I finally did find it. I found it off of this website online. It cost me like $70 for a DVD oh. of this movie. Yeah, it was insane. It was like, I can't believe I just spent that much on a single DVD. Um, and I watched it, and it terrified me. It, it is an old, obviously it's from the 70s, it is an older movie, but just the, the, the story and the concept mm-hmm. was, it really messed with me. It traumatized me to a point where I was like, I'm not sleeping with the lights off after I watched this movie. <laughs> You know, people were laughing at me. I was like, this movie is scary. And I can understand why my dad was old. Because my dad was always like, you need to make this movie. Remake this movie. Um, and now I'm like, you know what? Yes, I, I want to find the rights. I want to get the, the contact the right people and connect with the right people to, so that I get the opportunity and the ability to remake this movie. Um, modernize it for, obviously, for this generation. But still sticking to the original elements that, that the older version had. Awesome. Yeah. I yeah. just, I was, as you were saying, I was just Googling it, Beyond the Door. Beyond the Door, yeah. Oh, now you can buy DVDs, because now the distribution company picked it up. So now I'm like, we're trying to contact them, like, where do we get these rights? We want to remake this. <laughs> you know, like, we're, we, we, we can make a pretty intense and terrifying movie mm-hmm. um, that that I think will, will shock the audiences, for sure. Yeah. I guess that's another movie I'm going to have to check out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. And it's a simple sound. It's funny. The, the scariest thing in the movie, yes, it is a terrifying movie, and what, what the visuals are, are terrifying, yes. But there's one one element from that movie that, till this day, I cannot... If I'm by myself, I will not listen to it. And it is the sound. It, it, there's a certain sound in the movie that's to show that the devil is around. Mm-hmm. Or, and it's, 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 it's the sound of him breathing. But it's oh. the way the, the, the track is was recorded and, and the way they edited it into the film that it's like you can i don't know this is, it's really weird but it's the way i i can describe it i can feel the breathing it's really weird i get to, what you to mean say it like that so i get like what you you're mean hearing it but at the same time you're like that breathing i can feel it and it makes me very uncomfortable <laughs> and that's what scares me one of the biggest things that scares me from that film i'm definitely gonna have to watch that movie with my wife <laughs> That's definitely gonna have to happen. She might not like it. She might not like. It. Well, she she's it's a, a. It starts off very. Whoa! Am I really looking at that? Yep. She is a horror fan, and she loves like the, 
the possession type movies. That's like her thing. Mine is the gory oh, slashers. Okay. Well, so yeah. she might like it then. this might yeah, be right up her alley. And I just, like I said, I just looked it up, and it's, on, it's actually on Amazon Prime now and Tubi. There you go. And I have both of those, so, yes, that's yeah. another movie. And there's, like, three, there's, actually, I think there's, like, two or three sequels. Um, oh, okay. But the, the first one is the one that really does, does with me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I believe it. Yeah. That would be cool, though, if you guys, if you can get the rights to that and got to kind of modernize it some and just put it out there yeah. again. Put it out there and still give... You know, obviously, viewers and fans who who are fans of these movies, this film, because there are fans from this original film, who probably would have never thought they're gonna remake that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, that's that's one remake I would do. I think that's probably the only remake I would touch. Okay. Um, I I don't really. Um, I would definitely direct sequels for sure. Off the bat, I would. I jump on, on that right away. But to remake, I think it's. You want to keep its its um, the imprint it already has the original. I I would not feel unless I made a connection like I did with this film. I would not feel like I had the the right to touch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, this already has an imprint on on viewers and fans. Like I would not want to disappoint or or ruin the memories or whatever they've made connections they've made with this project. So I'm not. I, I can't do that. Yeah. No, that's understandable though. That's really understandable. You don't want to. You don't want to be the person who you feel mess it up. Maybe to those diehard fans, like, oh man, this guy, this screwed guy up. totally messed it up. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm not watching anything of his. Exactly. <laughs> and they could be great movies. So I, I get that though. I do get it. And again, you seem like the type of person that just likes to have a fresh, new idea, anyways. So it's just. It, no, it never stops, man. Honestly, it never does. I'll, I'll tell you a real quick, quick story. Mm-hmm. So I was approached by a um, a network that they wanted me to uh, direct an episode for a series. Uh, it's a horror series um, that comes out. It's called Tales of the Grave. Okay. Uh, every year, um, they basically choose eight. Eight? I may be wrong. It may be six. Um, but I'll just say eight. Eight directors um, to direct an episode each. Um, and it airs on the Monster Channel um, in the fall. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, keep in mind, I'm traveling and I'm doing the press tour right now. And mm-hmm. um, recently, what, the tragedy that happened in my hometown of El Paso, I had to go back home and be there with my family. And, and there was so many things going on that I never, I never, um, like we started and then I had to obviously put everything on hold because I had to go back home. Yeah. That the idea was then thrown off like, Oh shit! What am I? What do I have to do now? Like I have to finish this. It's they need it by in the next two weeks, and so I'm like, okay, what are we doing? So I literally everything that was shot already, we had to scrap. We couldn't oh. use any of it. We had already shot for two days. The cast was no. Some of the cast members weren't available to come back. So I'm like, okay, ideas need to come now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I had this doll that um, one of my producers gave me a while back. It was just a doll. I was like, oh, I'll use it for like a Halloween decoration or something. And it's this creepy doll. It was like a puppet. Um, and I saw it in the storage, and I'm like, I got it. I know exactly what I'm going to do. So I pulled out this whole like painting, and I was like, I'm going to create this doll. And I was painting, and I was doing all – I was making a mess in my house. And I was like, all right, this is it. And I created this character called Billy. And it's this creepy doll that's like a mixture of Annabelle and I don't know what else. It's a creepy <laughs> doll. Uh, it, it, 
it was so creepy that I had to put it in a trash bag and leave it in my balcony. Oh, damn. Because I was like, I don't want that. If that thing moves, I live by myself. I am not going to be dealing with that. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> so I created this, this whole story revolving around the doll. And we shot it in one day entirely, this entire short film. Um, we, I titled it Billy. And then the idea was like, oh, the opening scene and, and the ending scene and this, this, and that happened. I'm going to connect it to the universe. All right, there we go. We have another chapter of the universe. And it's good oh. to go. Wow. So, and, that's the, and the idea just came like out of nowhere within hours and I wrote the script within like three hours it was insane they just the idea comes and it's just you can't stop it after that that's 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 <laughs> that's amazing though how people just have that gift like oh boom idea I gotta put it on paper right yeah. now and it's yeah. out that's that's it's awesome out. now do you it can get hard too it can get difficult hard you there's a lot of times where I can't connect and I can't focus and Ideas yep. are not coming, and it's really bad. I was, yeah, that, those times are really bad. <laughs> I was just about to ask you. I was like, do you ever? I was just gonna say, do you ever get writer's block? And you pretty much oh, just answered that. Yeah, and really bad, man. Really, really bad. To where I pull myself away from film entirely. Mm -hmm. I, I, I won't even watch a movie. I will sit in a quiet room, and I will, or I'll go and go for a run or a walk or just go for a hike and something to just reset yeah you know what i mean just yep. clear my mind i'm not a film director i'm not a writer i am just a human being working right now and i'm enjoying what i'm doing at this moment and i reset and it it, it normally does work it normally does work but there are times when not even that works it, it can hit you really bad you oh know? yeah i believe it i believe it yeah yeah but man i really gotta check out like everything you've done though you so much <laughs> in, just you're, you're selling it very, very well, which is important. But everything just sounds so amazing and interesting. Even the thing as simple as the doll you're talking about. That sounds so cool. How, now, how, you said that's the Monster Channel? It's going to come on the Monster Channel in the fall. I don't have an exact date. They haven't given us that. But, yeah, it'll be airing this fall. I believe in October it'll probably be airing, yeah. Monster, I'm not 100% familiar. Is that like a streaming thing or is that? I believe so. I believe that Monster Channel is a streaming um, network. Okay. I believe so. It's more classic horror, um, and this series is like more of an, uh, a modern oh. creating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Content. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to look into that. That's yeah. That sounds really I interesting. I know they have all the details, like on the TV guide, you're able to see all the details of where and when um, the Monster Channel will be showing certain things. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's that's so freaking cool. Like I just. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, like I said, it's, as an artist and as a creator, and I think especially in this industry, it's constantly moving at lightning speed. It's evolving daily. You have to, as an artist, this is the way I think, you have to get ready, jump on, and run along with everyone else because the next best thing is right behind you. Mm hmm. Like, exactly. Yeah, you have to. You have to think that way. That's, and that, that's a good way to think, though. You're always just ready to just do something new and keep moving forward with it. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. You know? I do have friends that are amazing artists and creators as well. Um, and they, they'll spend uh, a year on one project, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and they do very well at that. I can't do that. I'm opposite. I, I will probably do... Well, I mean, with the last few years, I have been consumed completely with the Immortal Wars. Um, and I focus on the Immortal Wars for two years and the Immortal Wars 2 for um, like a year and a half. Um, but before that I was doing like 
two features and like five short films a year. And <laughs> it was crazy before that. Um, and this year kind of turned out to be that way too. You know, we have uh, three features and um, two short films this year that we've done. So we're moving along pretty fast. That's, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's good though. I mean, you guys are always creating and doing new things and it's just, you're always giving the fans something to, to look forward to and to watch. It's not like, oh man, I gotta wait eight years before this guy does something else. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm the same way too. I'm like, shit, it's been three years already since his last movie? <laughs> what the hell has he been doing with his life? <laughs> Mind you, I, I don't, me, I don't know that they're just working hard on another film or two films, spending all this time and energy on that. But me, I'm just like, okay, look, three like, years up. ago, come on now. <laughs> it takes me an hour and a half to watch this movie. How long does it take you to write it? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a good way of thinking it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> But yeah, man, um, thank you so much for coming on. No, I appreciate it. It's been fun. Honestly, no, it's, it's been an honor. Thank you for having me. Anytime. And the next time I have you on, I will have watched some of your films. <laughs> hopefully all of them, but I can't I promise all. I hope you all. enjoy them. I hope you enjoy them, man. They're definitely a labor of love and just, just little films that I wanted to express you know, how I was feeling or my emotions at that time. <laughs> that's hey, that's a good way to put it out there. That's a good way to put it, man. So where, um, I got, hang on. What's, what's your, uh, I'll say a three-year plan as far as your movies go. Or do you really have one yet? Um, yeah, uh, for the most part, yeah. Um, so we are finalizing all of the trilogies this year. Uh, well, within the next half, uh, year, I should say. Uh, we do finish the, the trilogy of Rust um, this year, A Telephobia this year, and The Immortal Wars, we do end it um, next year. Okay. Uh, so all of the three trilogies will be complete. Um, and as far as my my my, my own original stories, um, that's kind of all we have going right now. We do have the series coming out from Olive, and we do have another film called My Little Nightmare, um, that was the first script I ever wrote back in when I was in college. Um, mm -hmm. And we are, that one is being produced and we are working on that one. Um, but right now my, my, my team and, and um, they're really pushing me to get into studio work. Um, so that's the next, for the next three years, that's something we're going to be focusing on um, is trying to get into studio work and trying to um, do more. The next, let's just say we were, we're working on trying to bring the next step what's the next step higher from where we're at right now okay no that makes sense so, though. yeah you know uh, 17 years uh, doing my own original content uh we feel it's it's there's enough to jump onto big studio projects hopefully fingers crossed <laughs> it'll happen it'll happen it just fingers crossed. it's one of those things you just got to keep working hard at and eventually something's got to give i guess as long as you don't give up yeah. on it <laughs> yeah no definitely cannot give up got to keep on hard exactly and keeping that passion for it yeah, you have to you have to love it you have to love what you're doing and stand by what you're doing you have to believe in it for sure i have one more question for you and this is okay. for like up and coming i'll say up and coming independent artists as far as directing producing writing acting what is one piece of advice you would give them um one piece of advice you know i would say um the one thing I would say is keep on creating. Um, 
keep on throwing content out there. Um, uh, don't be scared of, of the feedback or the reaction you're going to get from viewers. It, it's uh, it's it's what's going to make you stronger and and make your creative mind work harder on the next project. Uh, uh, don't be scared to express yourself with your projects. To me, that's very important. People tend to hold back or they let the fear or the stress or anxiety hold them back from what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and just, you know, use what you can to express yourself. It's, it's better to, instead of holding everything you're going through and, and, and what's your, what you've gone through in your mind, why not use it and express it in art and, and, and let it out and release it that way. That's and a just, really, yeah, I think that's, that's very really important. That, yeah. That's a really good freaking answer right there, man. I just, <laughs> just, just thinking about it, just cause it's like, and that goes with any type of art, whether it's podcasting, art, music, yeah. whatever it is. If you're angry, instead of acting on that anger and doing something stupid, put it in that, put it in your art somehow. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like exactly that. What you, that. That would be my advice. Definitely use whatever art outlet you have to create and express yourself that way and let it all out. Don't hold back. <laughs> that's, see, that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So is, is there anything you want to plug before we wrap this up or? Um, no, I mean, honestly, just uh, thank you for having me. And um, those who do want to see what we've created, um, you can watch both Immortal Wars um, on VOD platforms. Um, or you can go to Walmart right now or, or Target. Your major retailers have them on stands. Mm-hmm. Um, and Atelophobia and Rust, both um, both trilogies, I, I, part one and two of both films, um, those are available on VOD platforms. You can visit our website, um, carcass-studios.com and check out trailers and exclusive content that we only have available on there. Nice. And, um, yeah, just the comic books. The comic books are in stores um, in Texas, Nevada, and in California right now, and they'll be going on sale on the website real soon. That's freaking awesome, man. That's so cool. (laughs) Thank you. That's real cool. Thank you, man. Do you you have, like, a Facebook group fan page, or? Um, I do, yeah. Yeah, if you search Joe Lujan on... uh, facebook or on um, instagram uh, twitter um definitely yeah you can follow me and i am always posting up uh different things uh behind the scenes uh craziness that we get ourselves into um yeah if you guys want to check that out and and see what's the next stop in this tour that we're doing um definitely you know stop by and say hi and i i i, I tend to give away a lot of free stuff <laughs> well <Wow. laughs> so if you guys want free comic books look at the next stop and yeah, <laughs> that that's real. That's real cool right there. I would love to see you guys come on. I'm all the way on the East Coast, but come to this little Scarecon over here one day. That would oh, be pretty be freaking awesome. awesome. Yeah, definitely they, have to look into that. <laughs> yeah, they they have uh they have two a year. They have one in June. That's out in Massachusetts, and they have one in um actually next month in October, and that's in Rochester, New York. Oh wow! Okay, cool. That's and awesome. with. With this, which I just learned this a couple months ago, because I had the guy who runs the con, I had him on my podcast in June, and I'm going to have him on again, I think, next weekend. But the October one, and this, I guess, is a future thing for you even, is a film fest. And I, I never knew that. Oh, I've been going to this con for awesome. years and just found this out <laughs> for a couple months ago. So I was like, that's freaking awesome. So I'm like, now, any player, anybody who does like indie movies, I let them, I try to let them know, that do indie horror movies, I should say, that they have the film fest. I have, 
I guess you send him to his email. I don't know how it all works. I believe he had me. Get, he gave me his email to send. You know, I don't know how the other end of it works. So I'm like, you know, I, that's the that's my part I can do for everybody, <laughs> and then you guys got to take it from there. Yeah, no, that is amazing. I'm definitely gonna have to look into that. That's awesome. But I, I, what I'll do when we're done recording, I'll, I'll try to get you his. I'll get you his information, his email and stuff, and his Facebook and um, a couple other okay. things. A couple other things Sounds too. Good. Yeah, let's do that. That'd be great. But yeah, man. Thanks again for coming on. I'm gonna wrap this ending up real quick. Just stay, stay put for like a couple more minutes. And awesome. Again, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me, but thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Anytime, man. Listeners, you guys gotta go check Joe's stuff out ASAP. As soon as you hear this episode, before you hear this episode, check out all his projects. Check out that website he's talking about. He's real passionate about his work, which we need more. Directors, producers, writers, actors, everything, all the above. We need more that are more hungry and really love what they do rather than just out. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody wants to make money, but they're not just out to make money. They really want to make us fans sit in our seats and watch these movies and continue to watch them. And I know just from talking to him, I know that he does some great work. You can just tell he has the passion for it. So everybody, let's follow him. Let's support it. Support indie horror, support these indie artists, and just keep it growing. Help the podcast grow, too. Keep like, rate, share, review, all that good stuff. You know where to find me. I'm on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, every platform you can listen to podcasts on. And as always, I'll see you in.